Blog Talk Radio.
So you have to understand this is a self-imposed chemical addiction to one's own emotions. And if that means that they are sabotaging things to solve this chemical imbalance in the body, they will do that. If it means that they have to create disharmony or create havoc, etc., it will happen over and over and over again. So these people don't need enablers that continuously support them through their high drama. They need to actually be treated and put into withdrawal and consult about how to be able to separate their sensations from a thought so they do not continuously create this chemistry. So you have to understand this is a serious problem because what I have observed about us as African Americans is that we have difficulty staying focused and participatory in an event because we allow our emotions, and now we've created these emotions because we have judged someone else's speech or someone else's behavior to allow us to abandon the goal or the project over and over and over again. So I used to find it very interesting because Caucasians will make it very clear to each other, I really do not like you. However, if they are very clear that they need that person's skill or talent, that is inconsequential and I will meet you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock so we can get busy on this project. And at 5 o'clock, don't speak to me again. So I've heard us rationalize that, oh, that's hypocritical and just a whole bunch of other stuff and how can they do that and they shouldn't speak and look at what they did. A whole bunch of chemical poisons and toxins that you have created in your mind. Because when the mind understands that we need certain skills and talents to be able to get a project done, we're not interested in how they look, what they say, what they may be doing, etc. We're interested, can they execute this particular activity to the extent that I'm going to get one step closer to the goal. And if the mind understands that, a healthy mind will ignore the rest of the activities and stay focused on the goal. This is critical. I mean, I have seen us talk about we're not speaking and whatever else, etc. and nothing gets done. Nothing over and over and over again because we are emotional addicts. We are not in control at all of our bodies. It is our emotions that are driving us. And so therefore we have abandoned the project. Years go by, the same foolishness and nonsense, and we wonder why, what happened. And somebody else that didn't do whatever they're supposed to do. No, it was you who would not control your mind and stay focused.
blood is red. Everybody got choice. The juice in them all in their head. Everybody got choice. Keep it one thou out of life that I chow. Everybody got choice. These bitches be hatin', I already know, but I never go broke. No, no, no. I'ma stay getting money. Yeah, yeah. And I ain't gotta sell my soul. Radio. All right, let the garbage men handle the garbage. We're professional anglers, okay? We go after the big fish. Chasing them monkey strong, crackhead motherfuckers anyway. You know they'd have killed you without yeah, hesitation. That's why they belong in prison. For what? 
They got beat down. They lost their rock. They lost their money. The message from Hillside probably going to smoke them. I mean, Jesus, what more you want? I want the justice. Is right? that I not mean, justice? That's street justice. What's wrong with street justice? Oh, just let the animals wipe themselves out. God right? willing. Fuck them. Everybody who looks like them. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. The good guys, they die first, right? Those school kids and moms, family men, they don't want to catch the straight bullets in the noodle. To protect the sheep, you got to catch the wolf. And it takes a wolf to catch a wolf. You understand? What? I said you protect the sheep by killing the motherfucking wolves. No, you didn't hear me. You listening, but you didn't hear me. All right, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever the fuck ever. Up. I mean, it seems like you're pretty busy keeping people out. What the fuck you talking about? You know what you're talking about, bitty boot. Got nothing but shit between your ears. Shit, they build jails because of me. Judges have handed out over 15,000 man years of incarceration time based on my investigations, okay? My record speaks for itself. How many felons have you collared? Huh? Yeah, I rest my case. Oh, yeah. Look, man, I'm not smoking crack, all right? I don't care. Just put it in the glove box. Put the $60 in there, too. That'll come in handy later on. We'll use it like, like a credit card or something. Hey, no matter what I say, you did the right thing. Reminds me when I was out there chasing down bad guys, rocking their world. That was some pretty amazing shit you did back there, Oi. Thanks. Yeah, I noticed you applied that, uh, that chokehold, though, huh? <laughs> I thought that was a no-no procedure, boy. <laughs> I was getting my ass kicked. Yeah, and you did what you had to do, right? You did what you had to do. That's right. Oh! That's what a wolf does. You a wolf? Come on, wolf. Oh, come on, dog. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I said a wolf, not a rooster. A wolf. Oh, 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 oh. That's a rooster. Give me a wolf. Fuck this, man. Give me that beer. Ah, there you go. That's my nigga. Oh, tell me what your crib worth. I hear you talking war, but have you lived first? I'm just here to keep it real and I make you feel worse. Maybe a lost cause, but let's still search. Until the day I die holding my guns up. Rather have a friend or enemy, which one am I? Fuck a bird box, I wanna see my brother fly. No longer shackled in chains, some nigga crucified. Walking down the block holding my boom box. Hop the Mr. 30 nigga, clean tube socks. They gon' keep us in the ghetto till we move out. And we need some better books off in that schoolhouse. Rose Royce weather, rich dirty nigga, it took so much effort. I don't give a fuck about who sold more records. Being self made, give me so much leverage, boss. Ooh, got money, got woman, got cash, and spin it out. You, baby, all Payroll, rich 
gangbangers, y'all ain't even know they make those Double case loads, push buttons, I got say so When it's war time, never lay low, y'all play roles I can't name a fake nigga that was not exposed Hey, y'all niggas so surprised at Takashi toes Ain't a real street nigga, unless you got a code Mine's one common nigga, followed by a lot of O's In the back of the back, rock a lot of gold Rap music on the charts like it's rock and roll Add something to the art, make a lot of dope Gotta play my part from the start, cause that's all I know Double M, double R's, nigga, all I roll Course I go on viral when them punches throw Oh, Chris Shaw taking pictures like we rich and po Another rich rap, nigga, word to Ricky Rose Yeah Got money, got women, got cash, I'ma spin it on You Baby, back all ten and what you see, I Jealous of my point of view, watching the sunset. I just keep on moving so you won't catch a contact. All my dirty niggas showing me where the love at. Drop the top, candy painted, haters eliminated. Take a photo for fanatics, I often demonstrate it. Rich nigga, dirty game, I'm talking Nick Saban. Bricks raining every day, white even Dick Cheney. Dirty nigga, but my sneakers new. She can go and get the two though in a week or two Dirty nigga with a couple things I could treat it to Or maybe send it to the jewelers just like me could do Real niggas that was born to kill Dirty niggas touching 40 mil 40 cars on the sporty wheels Gold bars in my shorty wheels Got money, got women, got cash, I'ma spend it on you Maybach, all thinning, but you see I ain't It's a fake. It's a deception to steal our money. They want a, a cashless society, a digital cashless society, one world currency. They want rid of cash. If that's not manipulation, wake up and smell the coffee. You destroy, because that's what's happening before our eyes, Brian. You destroy the world economic system. They're taking away our freedoms one bit, one step at a that's time. The big legacy of what is happening now will not be to do with health long term, it will be economic. I don't doubt the Israel, I don't doubt it's dangerous, I'm probably target market, but I think it's a sleight of hand. Edward Griffin wrote about the Mandrake mechanism, where Mandrake's the magician. And so what the magician does, he has everybody so afraid of this thing called a virus, which I say is real, 
as they steal your money and they steal your wealth. What I have been saying for the best part of 30 years is they are planning an enormous economic crash and I've been saying it even more since 2008 because 2008 seemed a bit of uh, be a nightmare. The point I'm making is what they want is something that would make 2008 look like, you know, a Sunday school tea party. Well, people are finally waking up that you cannot trust our own government. This Hunger Games society, I've been saying this for a long time, is designed to have no small business, no even medium-sized business, globally, just gigantic corporations that control and produce everything. I think people, as they sit in quarantine, as they lose their jobs, their homes, their pensions, their businesses and all this, I think they're waking up that they're being screwed. They've been screwed. What this hysteria is creating is a situation unfolding by the hour, worldwide, that is destroying small business, family business, even medium-sized business. Some even relatively big businesses too. It's destroying them. The big legacy of what is happening now will not be to do with health long term, it will be economic. I knew it was coming, but I couldn't believe it actually quarantined people. This is, and it, this is a manufactured Great Depression when there was real unemployment. <laughs> now they have to manufacture unemployment. I mean, it's more frightening than I ever imagined. The people who really think it's about the virus not the biggest cash highs going on behind their backs. They just can't see their money is being stolen via their money. What happens to those people whose businesses collapse? What happens to all those people who were working for those businesses? What happens to them? They fall into the bottom of the Hunger Games society. The problem is the poor and the middle class still have not got the message that gold and silver are God's money. Gold and silver have been here since the earth was formed. Their only counterparty is God, not the bank. And what we're seeing now every day is this Hunger Games society coming closer and closer and closer because of what's being done in the name of protecting the people. They're taking away our freedoms one bit, one step at a time. You go deep enough into this system, they don't give a shit about the people. They don't give a shit about the elderly. The elderly are an excuse to impose the very society that I'm talking about. You know, they don't like cash and they don't like gold because they can't control it. There's no serial numbers they can follow, but they can follow you and track your movements, not that I'm a criminal, but they want to follow our movements and take our freedoms away by, by registering every crypto dollar, whatever they call it, and the central banks then control it. They want a, a cashless society, a digital cashless society, one world currency. They want rid of cash. It's a criminal operation. They've been stealing our wealth for years. That's my concern, and everybody thinks they're wonderful people. I mean, I don't doubt it's real, but it's blown out of proportion by the media. It's a fake. It's a deception to steal our money.
to God. What's happening? Right here on the bottom line, the New Evolution Radio Network. I'm your host, Joey Bell, L. Bates. Uh, let's get right down to it, man. We're going to jump right into it tonight. We're going to waste a lot of time. Um, got a, I, got some, I got some new hours coming up. So I'll drop those new hours uh, this week. An email blast and a flyer. Um, so y'all can get that information, alright? Um, other than that, man, we're going to jump right into it tonight. Tonight we're talking about remedies and law. Um, I, um, I got a whole bunch of new information on this day. I really been sitting on a lot of information, man, because the thing about this information is, is that, um, you know, you have to drop more people are ready for it, you know? And I think that um, you know, depending upon where you at with your study, man, you know, it really determines if you're ready for the information. Alright? So, what I'm going to draw up tonight will have a lot to do uh, with your trust. It will also have a lot to do with your authenticated birth certificate, your right to title, title of ownership, only owning yourself. Right, not letting somebody else own you. Right, not being property of state, not being property of another person's trust, or any of those things. Right, it, it, it deals with ownership. Right, straight up ownership, and that's what we're going to deal with tonight. So, um, you know, I've, I've made reference in other shows to. Uh, restitution and the development of restitution, right? And how to get restitution for certain issues, right? Um, but tonight I want to talk about ejectment, right? And ejectment um, is to be used as a form of common law action, right? Ejectment was originally designed to be a restitutionary remedy, right? So that you can, you can get remedy. Um, for when somebody essentially would go in and steal um, title to land, right, uh, personal property, things like that, and your ability to be able to regain it from the defendant who was in possession of it, right? So this action um, brought into issue what we call legal title, right, to property. And, and when, we, when we talk about legal title, is this equitable title and then there's legal title, right? I mean, we just dealt with this before. Um, you know, and equitable title is different than legal title, right? Because legal title is the actual ownership of the property, right? The document name of the property, right? That has the owner's name on it, right? It's visible through some type of public record. Typically describes the person with the legal title. The legal title grants true ownership of the property and all that it entails. So this bundles the rights that comes with land ownership. See, I, I need y'all to get this right. And the reason why I'm really discussing this tonight is because I know firsthand, I know firsthand what it's like to have somebody try. Um, and claim you personally as property and then 
and then put you under their jurisdiction um, or try to control your life. Right? And so we got to get this whole idea of legal title down and understand that equitable versus legal title are two different things, right? So in property law, title is an intangible construct that represents a bundle of rights, right, and a piece of property in which a party may own either legal interest or equitable interest. So the right in the bundle may be separated and held by different parties. It may also refer to a formal document such as a deed that serves as evidence of ownership. Now, it's interesting, right, because it took me a minute to figure out what was going on. Niggas was passing shit around like they own other people, right? But but this is where first in line, first in time comes from. This is where the ownership of the affidavit of ownership on your birth certificate comes into play, which I have my own affidavit of ownership. I was the first in line, right? I was first in time, so nobody controls my shit. And this is the reason why we do affidavits of ownership and birth certificates and put them on the county record or file them into the trust. This is where the bill of key attendance comes in. Okay? Now, the right in the bundle may be separated or held by different parties. Okay? So we're talking about the conveyance. Okay? The conveyance of this document, right, what it normally does is it conveys some type of transfer of title to property, right? And it can be required in order to transfer ownership in the property to another person. So title is distinct from possession, which is a right that often accompanies ownership that is necessarily sufficient to prove. So what we're talking about is the state, right? People want to see, see niggas, and, and, you know, it's funny because if you go back in the history of, of slavery itself, there was more black folks that own black folks, typically than white folks. See, niggas want to be slave masters, right? For whatever reason, we, we want to try to own each other. Nigga, this is 2022. We're not owning each other. Okay? That game is done. You better know how to own yourself, right? Because what we're talking about is a highly unlawful act that will get your ass set down in prison to try to own another human being. Okay? Now, title is distinct from possession, which is a right that often goes with ownership, okay, but it's not necessarily um, distinct, okay? So, like, for instance, when somebody goes squatting on the property, right, just because you're there, right, it doesn't necessarily mean that you own it. Right? It's kind of like um, this country, your body don't mean you own it. Technically, you don't own your body. You're, you're, you're renting that motherfucker for the time, for the period of time that you're on this planet. Right? And then, you know, obviously, that after that, you just the best type of thing. Okay? I said, we're going to get jiggy with you today. Alright. So, in the United States law, right, evidence of title is typically established through title reports written up by a title insurance company, okay? And it shows the history of title property abstract. So 
I need y'all to get this, right? Because when we talk about mortgage back, um, uh, mortgage back needs, right? Uh, mortgage back security, right? You have to understand that, that you essentially are a mortgage back security. See, see, niggas want to study uh, 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 real estate, right? Because I know niggas are doing this. They study real estate, right? But what they're really looking at is, is they're trying to figure out how to become uh, owners of property, right? So there's all different types of property here, okay? So remember, tonight we're talking about, and, and we'll probably do a series of these shows, but what we're talking about is the idea of the remedy here, right? See, the main rights in the title bundles are exclusive possession, exclusive use and enclosure, uh, acquisition, conveyance, including something that's done by a bequest, access to easement, uh, hypothecation, partition, right? The rights in real property can be separated further, um, you know, with examples of like water rights, mineral rights, air rights. Forming rights, and, and when you talk about air rights, you can't talk about that without just dipping into the, the whole cryptocurrency shit now, because now you can own the space above your head. Okay, so possession is the actual holding of a thing, whether or not one has any right to do so. The right of possession is the legitimacy of possession with or without actual possession. So evidence for which is such that the law will uphold it unless a better claim is then proven. So the right of property is that which if all relevant facts are known and allow the defendants in all of the claims, each of these may be in a different person. Let me tell you something. You can't own me. I'm not your dog. I'm not your cat. I'm not your animal. I'm not none of that shit. I'm not your channel property. I own myself. I'm a man. Right? And see, I, I implore y'all to to follow suit with what has been taught over the years, right? To put yourself in the proper position of ownership. So what we're talking about tonight is ejectment, right? And this action brought um, into issue, the legal title of property itself, and even if the defendant had obtained the title fraudulently, he could not be ejected at the common law because he did not hold title. Right? So it's about holding title. So, um, right, if there's a plaintiff in the case, right, the plaintiff's remedy, therefore, at law, was not adequate for him to regain his property. So it was for this type of situation that the equity courts acting in personam based upon the right, justice, and good conscience developed the remedy of the constructive trust, right? So this is where the constructive trust comes into play. So this meant rather briefly that equity could order the defendant to reconvey the property to the plaintiff by calling the defendant a constructive trustee who was holding the property for the benefit of the plaintiff. You see? So a motherfucker can't hold your shit forever. Why? Because he essentially is acting as a trustee. So let's say you run into an issue with somebody who's actually trying to steal um, 
um, your estate or something that belongs to you. They really are only acting as a fiduciary, as a trustee, right? And you can remove their ass once you understand what to do. Now, uh, the first thing that must be established is that the constructive trust has no relation to the law of trust. So it arises purely by a construction of equity and is independent of any actual or presumed intent of the parties. So it differs from the resulting trust in which there is always the implied intention of the parties to create a trust. So it is in effect a fraud remedying device. So equity imposes it as a method for preventing unjust enrichment on the part of the defendant who is retaining something belonging to the plaintiff. Right, which means, okay, I got unjustly enriched, right? And this person took my property, whatever his property is, I need it back, right? So it's interpreted by equity to mean that the defendant is holding something which belongs to the plaintiff in trust for the plaintiff. So if the court of equity finds the defendant is holding either money or property of the plaintiff, which was acquired by unjust, unconscionable, or unlawful means, it will raise a trust in favor of the plaintiff. Thus, any transaction may be the basis for creating a constructive trust where the defendant holds either funds or property, right, basically, which is equity or good conscience, right, to be possessed by the plaintiff. So because it is imposed by a court of equity, it is similar to what we call quasi-contracts, and we've dealt with quasi-contracts before, right? Um, you know, and most of your life you've been dealing with quasi-contracts, right? But these, these quasi-contracts um, normally are, you know, imposed by a court of law to accomplish the same objective, by prevention of unjust enrichment by the defendant. So by the same token, right, it differs from the quasi-contract, which usually results in the award of money or judgment to a plaintiff, okay, where as an equity, the court can actually order the defendant as a trustee to transfer the property to the plaintiff who is the beneficiary of the property. Okay, so you're the beneficiary. So you're the beneficiary of everything under your name. Okay, so that's 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 quasi. So the restatement of restitution provides, and this is section 160, it provides that where a person holding title to property is subject to an equitable duty to convey it to another on the ground that he would be unjustly enriched if he were permitted to retain it. A constructive trust arises. So you see the court goes and sets up a constructive trust. Okay, And in the restatement restitution, okay, where a person is a fiduciary, or in a fiduciary relationship, right, or in relation to another uh, acquires property, right, uh, and the acquisition or the retention of the property is in violation of his fiduciary duty, he holds it upon a constructive trust for the other. So the restatement restitution provides that a fiduciary who purchases from a third person for himself individually property, which it, it is his duty, to purchase for the beneficiary holds it upon a constructive trust for the beneficiary. 
Okay, so a person who agrees with another to purchase property on behalf of the other holds it in a constructive trust. Okay, so if some, like I said, we'll go back to it again. Somebody does some bullshit, right, and they try to steal your estate or steal some money from your estate or your trustee goes rogue, any of that type of shit, right? You need to understand what happens. Gotta understand what happens, right? That that person is only operating in a fiduciary capacity. So you can then you can actually set up an express constructive trust to get your shit back. Okay? And now finally the restatement restitution states where a fiduciary in violation of his duty to the beneficiary acquires property through the use of confidential information, he holds the property so acquired upon a constructive beneficiary. Okay, so there are certain requirements which must be met before the constructive trust will be imposed. The first and obvious one is that the property must be identified as belonging to the plaintiff. How do you do that, right? Well, affidavit of ownership right off the bat, right? Um, you know, your name is John Doe, you do affidavit of ownership saying that you own John Doe, right? If that's your name. Now, the second is that it must appear to the defendant, excuse me, it must appear that the defendant um, actually has title to the property rather than mere possession, right? So title is title of ownership, right? Okay, it's one thing to possess the shit, and it's another thing to actually own it, right? This is why, you know, motherfucker asked me, and this, this, this is the crazy shit that just comes out of here. A nigga asked me uh, if... A nigga actually, y'all, y'all, y'all believe this. A nigga actually asked me if if I had been possessed or stole my soul. Like, oh, my man, it's not this nigga. Like, nigga, what, what, what would possess you to think, nigga, that I would ever, first of all, that you could even do such a thing, and that if you could, then I would do that shit. Nigga, what, what benefit what, would I have gained from that shit, right? So, I mean, I need y'all to know how deep this shit goes, right? People actually think, oh, he sold his soul. Or he did this, he did that. Like, this is the type of lies that people, this type of shit that niggas spread, right? But, but to, to continue, right? The third thing is that the plaintiff must be able to follow or trace his property into the product held by the defendant. So the easiest example of this would be obtaining of stocks from the plaintiff by mistake or fraud. So, so these are properties which can be identified as belonging to the plaintiff, the defendant is either selling them or investing them, and then can appear to hold title to them. And the plaintiff should be able to follow or trace his property into the gains received by the defendant, either from the sale of the stocks or into dividends that are received from the investments. Right. So, so this would also be um, an excellent example of waiving the tort and then suing in a subject. Okay. So you wave the tort and then you just go in and you sue a motherfucker. Right? Now, finally, as with all other equitable actions, the, the plaintiff must show in most jurisdictions that his remedy at law is inadequate. Okay? So this is done generally by showing the advantages of the constructive trust over restitution at law in which the recovery is usually monetary. So you actually can, can go into a court of equity open up an equity suit, show where you set up a constructive trust to get your shit back, and where the constructive trust um, it 
would be more powerful over restitution, right? So instead of somebody just paying me my money back, now I set up this trust because this person was a trustee for me. Right now I want my shit back. Okay. So in the constructive trust, the plaintiff is actually trying to recover his property from the defendant. So um, he would have a priority over all other creditors who would have uh, to to content themselves with obtaining any share of any other assets belonging to the defendant. I'm telling y'all what's happening here, right? So now I know you know I spent a lot of time last year. A lot of shows, a lot of information, you know, especially at the beginning of the year, I was telling y'all, I, you know, I talked about a lot of personal shit that was going on, you know, and how I knew niggas was trying to steal the state, right? You know, I, I mean, it, it was obvious to me, you know, that, that people knew what was going on, right? But people, people just don't speak up on it. And so when, when these things are happening to people, right, you're just as bad as the person. Um, who's doing the, the shit because if you know about it, you don't speak up on it, you know, then what good are you really doing, right? And so we got to start speaking up and helping motherfuckers out when, when we see that, you know, hey, you might be in jeopardy of this happening to you or this is happening to you when you're in jeopardy and we got to help you out, right? Because I guarantee you, I ain't the only person who had to go to school shit like this. Yeah. I think they turned up, I think they turned up my audio, because uh, they want, they were out now. All right. All right. So, back to the constructive trust, though, right? Okay. The element of, of uh, tracing the plaintiff can follow his property, right, into the product of the defendant, right, and then usually place the constructive trust on it. So, right, this is usually done in those cases where the defendant and breach of his trust has disposed of the property so that he can no longer convey it to the beneficial owner, right? So in such a case, equity will allow the beneficial owner to follow his property into the exchanged property, and if that has increased in value, the beneficial owner will obtain that benefit. So if a motherfucker took your shit, right, cashed it in, then took the cash and went and bought a yacht, or a Lamborghini <clears throat> or another piece of land, <clears throat> you are now entitled, right, through your constructive trust to go and get whatever value <clears throat> is in that new asset or to acquire the new asset itself. Okay? So it, it is in such cases that equity will allow the beneficial owner to follow his property, follow the yellow brick road. You understand? Now, the, the usual situations under this uh, constructive trust will be imposed are those uh, wherein the defendant has acquired title to property of the plaintiff by mistake, duress, undue influence, or fraud. All right? <clears throat> now, a further extension brings it into the field of fiduciary relations, right? And this is a a tendency to believe that fiduciary relationships are limited to those of a trustee and a beneficiary. So the attorney and client, guardian and ward, this is the whole ward of the court, ward of the state thing, right? So this is where the rule 
is a much broader one, and it basically encompasses any relationship and confidence is given on one side to a dominating party on the other. So if the property, however, is, has been obtained um, by theft or conversion, where somebody converts your shit for equity, right, the equity will not impose a constructive trust upon it because the defendant never had title to it. But if he then sells the stolen property and then uses the money to buy another product, the plaintiff can have a constructive trust placed on the product merely by tracing the stolen property into the money and then into the new product. See, this is why motherfuckers be trying to uh, wash their money. <clears throat> right? Th- this is the reason why niggas do for shit like this. See, I... Look, man, I'm a beast with this shit. I really, you know, if motherfuckers, like, the thing is, is I'm not going to try to be beast with this shit, too. Because once you figure out the game that these niggas are playing, you become a bad man, my jamma. Okay? Now, looking at the remedies at law, right, in the instance where something has been stolen, the plaintiff can sue in conversion, and his judgment would be the value of the goods at the time and the place of the conversion. Or if the goods are still in the hands of the wrongdoer, an action in repugnant, this is when the repugnant bond comes in, will be a complete remedy. Okay? So even if the goods are sold, the tort of conversion can be waived, and the suit can then be brought and adopted on account of money, or on basically on account of where they. They, they received the money or they had the money. Okay? So as long as, the, as long as the goods can be identified either originally or, or through a tracing action, the thief can then be treated as a trustee of either the proceeds or of any property in which it has been transformed. So this would be, of course, the use of the constructive trust. So you may want to consider other equitable remedies, such as um, accounting or imposition of an equitable lien. I just the UCC company, right? But with respect to the latter, okay, you got to trace that shit. You got to trace the property, right? And so the tracing requirement is still present. Okay, if the original property cannot be traced, then the lien may not be granted. You see, so so the thing is, is sometimes this is why niggas hide shit because they don't want you to find out. Because right? niggas do want, some people do know about constructive trust, and they don't want you to find out they may have stolen your shit. All right? And so this is where, you know, um, we get to the idea of an equitable lien. Okay? So let's, let's dive into this part, right? Because when we talk about an equitable lien, all right, you need to assume as, as though one was done above, right? That the defendant obtained certain funds from the plaintiff by some type of fraud and then used them to buy shares of stock, right? The plaintiff has a claim against the defendant for the amount of money that was fraudulently taken by the defendant. So, in such a circumstance, the court of equity can impose an equitable lien upon the stock, okay, that was taken out. So, there's one side of it. So, as with any other lien, it can be foreclosed on the property um, sold and then the proceeds used to pay the amount of the debt. 
So equitable lien holders would have priority off over all other unsecured creditors. Okay. So a deciding factor, right, and this is, this is important, uh, a deciding factor in determining uh, which to use or whether or not to use the stocks has increased in value, right, comes down to the equitable lien. <clears throat> but, you know, we get into like constructive trust, right, there are certain requirements which must be met before an equitable lien will be imposed. So the element of tracing is common to both actions. So a plaintiff must trace his property to the defendant in such a manner as to show some obligation to pay for it. That's the first thing. The second is that it must be shown that the defendant <coughs> has the title to the property, which will be subjected to the lien. The third, <coughs> somebody's fucking my throat shocked in the face. <laughs> the third is the doctrine of prevention of unjust enrichment by supply. <coughs> so most equitable liens arise today through mutual agreement of the parties, right? So th there's a standard example here. Okay, is that the borrower um, of, of anything, right, agrees that certain property which um, he has would be security, right? For, for whatever, so whatever it is, you know, you got to give something, right? Some type of property, which you can't give up is your, you know, you can't give up your, <clears throat> your, your life and your soul, right? That doesn't work, right? So the mutual agreement is not present. However, an equitable lien can be imposed particularly to prevent unjust enrichment, okay? <clears throat> so a motherfucker will try to put a lien on you, but this is why people set up LLCs because they are limited liability. There's limited liability there. Okay. All right, so this is just, you know, this is, this, this is one way of restitution, one, one remedy that, that you can use. Um, you know, which is injectment. And, and just so we're clear, injectment is a common law action by a plaintiff who does not actually possess a piece of real property but has the right to possess it against a defendant who is in actual possession of the property. So, for instance, an action of injectment is available to a landowner whose real property has been wrongfully taken, right? So the plaintiff must prove that their right to exclusive possession of the property by showing proof of paramount title. So paramount title is a title that would win over uh, another title, an action or a title that can be successfully asserted against another person's title, right? <clears throat> so when we talk about um, ejectment, right, and, 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 be, and a paramount title, this takes us into a, what we talk about, which is known as replevelant, okay? Which is, replevelant deals with um, claim or delivery, Revindication, but it's a legal remedy which essentially enables a person to recover his or her personal property that was wrongfully taken from them and then to obtain compensation for resulting losses. You understand? See, this is why I tell you, if you're going to get into this information, you better understand it wholeheartedly. Because niggas are dirty and niggas, niggas like to take niggas shit. It's what it is, right? And I ain't gonna put nobody on blast, but it's just what it is, right? Now, um, <clears throat> paramount title, and I, 
also think that it's highly important that we understand paramount title, right? And understanding that paramount title is um, it, it is one of the highest forms of title, right? And then and and the law of real property ownership that is superior to the ownership which is compared, right? In the sense that the former is the source of the origin of the latter, right? So. What I'm saying is that the term paramount title frequently is used to signify title that is merely better or stronger than another or the will to prevail over it. So this usage is rarely correct unless um, superiority consists of superiority. Right? So when we talk about paramount title, right? you look at um, setting up different types of trust, right? the court or set up a constructive trust at your birth, right? <clears throat> they call this a, um, a suffocate trust, right? Suffocate you trust, right? So a constructive trust is an equitable remedy, okay? But you can set up your own constructive trust if, if you don't have access. Well, everybody's got access to the courts, but let's say if you haven't went to the courts yet, you can set up your own constructive trust, or, or you can do a bill of key tenant in equity court to ask them to set up a constructive trust, right? Because it's an implied trust that's created by conduct, not explicitly by a settler, okay? So um, these, these are things, you know, a breach of fiduciary duty, your trustee get out of line, right? Property interference, unjust enrichment, okay? Um, if you, you can look at uh, Stag versus Dowden, right? And this is where equity will look at um, registered owner as a property, right, and then distributed in those proportions, right? Who's the registered owner? Who who is the beneficial owner? Right? Who who has the actual claim of lien? Right? Because niggas will, you know, when you claim yourself, you got to think about this. When you claim yourself on that birth certificate, are you the registered owner? Are you the registered owner of your own shit? See what I'm saying? So, I mean, these are some things to think about, man. But we're going to keep it short tonight, right? Call lines open if you want to holler at me. Um, next week, I'll pick back up on this. Um, but we'll take a quick break, and we'll come right back, see if anybody wants to, to hop in on the conversation. All right? So we're talking about remedies tonight. This is one remedy. This is a remedy. This is one way that you can get a remedy. Um, you know, and this one way for you to be able to um, get your shit back. Right, cause, cause believe me, um, niggas think they can get away with with stealing property. They'll do it. Right. All right, we'll be right back. I don't even know what's going on no more. I don't even know what's happening. There ain't no answers. Great. 
I'm 21 years past the 27 club It's like I went back into my past And then I set it up Robert Johnson, Winehouse, and Morrison Found where heaven was Heaven on earth This shit is magic with no fairy dust Home of the gully gangs And the gruesome and the scary stuff I told my brother, drunk fuck them They gon' go through hell with us They don't have a history in the streets That compare with us Hood niggas, they wanna be us Thugs in the state regions Only thing undefeated is time Second is the internet Number three is this rhyme Before security, my dog had to sneak in the nine God must be a my side. I had to eat and provide, my winning streak is divine I told son, leave the streets are behind Don't let them hype you with slow run, beat, cheat in the grind Dog, I'm telling it like it is You gotta deal with the consequence When you running the niggas' cribs, nigga, you better be ready to sit Dope dealers, street hustlers, pop cases Throw dice, all pavement, cop chases Big gamblers, gullies, high faces Gang wars, hot spots, police raided Left us speechless Down on his luck rapper, Betty Broker The arrogance of a crackhead Mad at a weed smoker Or a pill taker Who hated the steel wine drinker A killer who used a gun To hate on a knife swinger Aight, I get it It's who the lit is We in competition Y'all did it first to me to death I got a proposition You and your brother Stop plotting on each other Plot on millions Educate yourself Find some different areas of interest Spread your bets out Double down on what's working Then you double up Hands on your paper They send the hate No matter what you touch Honestly, I'm speechless by degrees, 20 pointers on a chain, I freaked it Long chair in the hood, sitting comfortably I must be insane, giving you bars, running companies I'm done with the redundancy Checking on my history, making content for Viacom Lights and music to Tiffany's I come from dope dealers, street hustlers, pop cases Throw dice, off pavement, cop chases Big gamblers, scully, high faces Gang wars, hot spots, police raided Left us speechless just like when the judge read the sentence for your life away a minute Left was speechless The bounce back is the greatest feeling when they thought that you was finished Leaving speechless Alright, see some dogs, we back Look, you speechless, that's that shit, man Let me download that, I ain't heard that album Go download that joint, man Alright, so real quick, a couple of announcements. I got a um, a webinar coming up on trust and trees. Uh, it's going to be next month. We're going to be doing that webinar on Saturday the 9th. Uh, the webinar uh, will be held at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time if you want to get on it. Alright, um, I'll have a flyer up for it soon. So if y'all want to sign up, you can sign up for it. MakeMoreCommerce.com. You need to holler at me. Um, what else? The Ribbon Archives. Let me speak on that real quick, right? Um, those archives are still up. I try to update them as often as possible. I just went through an update um, on those archives. Um, I, I think John Barry got a set of archives up now, too, specifically for some of his newer shows. I try to update all of the archives, though. Um, the shows from this station. Right? So, if you're interested in checking out those archives, make sure you go to soundcloud.com backslash the remedy archives, or just type in the remedy archives in Google, and they'll come right up. Um, other than that, man, you know, um, I hope y'all got something from this show. It's a quick one tonight. Um, trying to, you know, I'm trying to get in the habit of doing quicker shows, man. <clears throat> 
they fucking with my throat chakra tonight. They don't want me speaking about this information, man. But I got, listen, I got a series of remedies that I'm going to be dropping. Um, this constructive trust, I think that maybe in this webinar coming up, we'll, I'll drop information on this constructive trust. Because um, I think that this is one of the most important things that can be done. Um, you know, and it's just as important as to express trust. It's not maybe more important. Alright? So we'll we'll talk about that more next week. Um, other than that, if I ain't got no questions or comments, um, I wanna give y'all one more piece of information before we get out of here. Right? And this deals with ejecting, right? And um, you know, over time, right, when we talk about ejecting actions of ejectment. Right, were applied to to different claims where people had claims in land, claims uh, for slave ownership, things like that, right? So the practice developed um, of title of ownership, right, by means of what they call special ejectment, right, for for ensuring that a low court or a lower court had the added advantage of some confidentiality um, among the people, right? So the claim essentially was granted or professed um, a lease to a friend which had passed to a fictitious person, this is the straw man, who became the nominal claimant. So the real claimant or the real plaintiff was thereby known as the leaser of the plaintiff, right? Um, So the action was vicarious. So the action was brought against the real defendant or more um, usually for semi-secrecy and to ensure the lower court against another uh, fictitious person in many papers termed as the casual ejector, right? Who both sides' papers would say evicted the first fictitious tenant. Now, I want to say this because I think this is really important and I'm going to talk about this for a minute on a spiritual tip, right? And I've said this before, you have to do an affidavit of ownership not just for your birth certificate, but you need to do one for your physical body. You need to do one for your soul, right? Because the motherfucker will listen. Listen, spiritual warfare is real. People really believe that they can hop up in your vessel and control your vessel, right? And and niggas will try to claim ownership to your shit, right? And this is real. People don't think that it's real, but it's a real thing. Um, and so. The, the, the affidavit of ownership is important, right? Not only for the, the claim of title to real property, personal property, but what about spiritual property, right? So when we talk about legal fiction, right? Niggas will say, oh, well, well, the legal fiction is John Doe. Okay, yeah, that may be so, okay? But then what about the the flesh and blood behind John Doe, right, that operates it, the God, the generator, the operator, and the destroyer. That really does give you something to truly think about. All right, so when we're talking about ejectment tonight, right, you got to deal with things like subjugation, because subjugation is a remedial device. Okay, so subjugation essentially is a device which equity uses to prevent unjust enrichment, okay? And when we talk about things like restitution, you, have, you cannot bring up these type of issues without talking about subjugation, right? Because when it's developed by equity, 
because of the common law, whether the debt was paid by the primary obligor or by another, secondarily liable, the debt was distinguished entirely, right? So there could not be any subjugation of the creditor's right to remedy on the original obligation. Okay? So equity, essentially, and this is why equity courts are so important, because equity held, and, and this is the majority rule in this country, right, that when whenever a surety or a guarantor pays the creditor's debt, the surety or the guarantor is subjugated to all of the creditor's rights and remedies against the principle for the collection. So you need to ask yourself, who who is the subjugation? Who's the subjugator? What is the word I should use? Subjugator. Who's your subjugator? Right? So, like, for instance, when, when your debt is all paid off, right? It's a debt that's owed. Who becomes the subjugator to that debt? Okay. See, subjugation is not applied to a volunteer who pays the debt for the benefit of another without any assignment or agreement for subjugation. Well, you know, the church might be a subjugator. Right? See, subjugation is really a form of assignment in which the assignee has been substituted to the rights of the paid-off creditor. So it will be effectuated whenever, number one, there is a claim that has, in fact, paid the debt. Okay? Two, that in doing so, he was not a volunteer, that he was not a volunteer, but had direct interest in the discharge of the debt. And three, that he was secondarily liable for the debt, usually either as a surety or a guarantor. And then that four, that no injustice would be done to any other party. Let me tell you something, man. Owning yourself is, is true freedom, right? Like, like that's real freedom. Like, don't get caught up in, in the web of lies of, of this information and think, oh, this information is just about becoming uh, free from the system. My niggas, y'all got to really understand what this system is. This is, you talk about the matrix, this is the matrix. Owning yourself is owning your physical body, it's owning your property, it's owning your soul, it's owning your spirit. And I'm not kidding with you. I don't say that lightly. All right? I really don't. Okay? When we talk about ejectment, understand that it's a common law remedy for you. Okay? For your possession of your title. Um, if you, when we talk about land, remember, you are technically land. Right? Your personal property. So ejectment is a remedy that you can use. Alright? So with that being said, man, call line is open. I'm about to take some calls before we get out of here. You want to ask me a question or make a comment? This would be a good time to holler at me. Um, other than that, I'll be back on the radio Thursday. Starting a new show on Thursday. Alright? Uh, the metaphysic hour on Thursday. We'll be dealing with metaphysics. 
strictly metaphysics on Thursdays. Fridays, y'all know what it is. Friday evenings, um, we'll be doing Open Phone Friday now. All right, and then the Sunday show. All right, and we're supposed to be bringing, we're supposed to be introducing um, another show during the week, the Social Injustice, like a Social Injustice type show. So um, we're working on trying to get that together. We'll see how that goes. Um, other than that, man, that's all I really got for y'all. Look out for the webinar that's coming up. All right, I ain't gonna film tomorrow. Um, I hope that y'all have found some use with this information tonight. Go study constructive trust. Okay, go study rejection. Right? and understand that equity. Um, equity has a duty to do things for those. You know, it's so an equity does what ought, what ought to have been done. Okay. <clears throat> Next week, I'm going to talk about writ. So we're going to go into the remedy of writ. Let's go to 31043. Yo, peace, Joey. What's good? What's up? What's up, Doc? Peace. Peace. Oh, yeah, I um, came in late. I, what time did you end up starting the show? Uh, you know, I started the show about 30 minutes after after stepping. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know for so next time. I, I dropped information on uh, <clears throat> on the, the remedy, the, the remedy, the remedy of um, rest, you know, the restitution remedy, um, specifically dealing with um, the goes for because I kind of went into different parts of it. I talked about injectment tonight. Okay. Okay, that's what's up. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, right when I came in, you were talking about you know, owning the owning the soul and trust and everything like that. Um, yep. I wanted to ask: Is there any any uh, like books or any any sources you could kind of reference us to that might have a where we can get a better idea how to how to write or construct our our um, our trust? To put in things like, for you know, to you know, make it rock solid for when you one you want it to go down generational, and yeah, you know, um, uh, keep it in the family. So let's yeah, there are there are some books that I can recommend. Let me uh, just a second. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you one I like. I've got a whole bunch of them here. Ah, Mr. Sacker. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so there's Gibson's book on trust. I like those. Those are, those are good. Um, they got a bunch of those series. Um, there's also um, the Alfred Dupont Chandler series. I would recommend those. The scholars, the scholars elect books. That's, that's that's Alfred Dupont Chandler. Scholar elect. Alfred Dupont. Yep, Alfred Dupont, Calorie Net, Books on Trust. Okay. They got books on Express Trust. And they got books on all types of trust. One of the things that they tell you in that book is that one Express Trust is worth more than a thousand LLCs. <laughs> right. It gives you an idea of why Express Trust is so important. See, what they don't tell you 
people that don't want you to know this, is that when, once once you suck the express trust up, you technically are rich. You you really become rich. You become wealthy. But the bank don't listen, the bank when I, when I go into the bank, they deal with the express trust completely different than they deal with other accounts. Okay? Why is that? Because the express trust is that's the goal. They understand that. They 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 get it. It's us who who are behind the eight ball. That's why I got a home girl. I'm finna get in good with her. She works in the bank. I mean, her gonna become friends because she can she can do things behind the scenes that with the bank legal things that I can't do. You know, or that, that most bankers, if you don't have a relationship with your banker, they won't do for you. So it's good to have a uh, you know, an express trust set up. But um yeah, Alpha DuPont, man. Check out Alpha DuPont, okay. Good good trust series. They, they go do a lot of good stuff in them books. Um, let me see if I can give you one more here. Um, you know, I also like, I, I like the, um, these are Wolster's Cloud. And it's W-O-L-S-T-E-R-K-L-U-W-E-R. Um, these are what they call Aspen Casebook Series. And I got a ton of these books. Now, if you want to brush up on on good books, find a good half price bookstore, man. You know, go to the legal section. You're gonna find a ton of books. I got so many books on torts that I can just I can spend the whole rest of the year teaching torts. You know, that's how you know that's how much information you know is available. Man, you you be you be surprised, man. Once you dive into this stuff. How much information is really, really available to you? Mhm. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you find a you find a used bookstore around the right neighborhood. You know what I mean? You find the mm-hmm. right neighborhood. You go in there, check out the legal book. Mm-hmm. You might find some gems. Mhm. Mm-hmm. They, they, they and they fill it up on top. Like I go in there every. I go in there just once a week. Because the books are so cheap. I'll go in there and pick up probably like eight, eight or nine books. You know, find titles and stuff that I like. Everything from, from finance and trust and accounting to, you know, to equity stuff. Uh, I yep. just take them to study them on my leisure. But, I mean, I got to mean, I don't have too many books, man. My library is huge. So, you know. Um, but take some time to find those, man. I would say definitely start with those books, the Aspen books and the DuPont books. Let me help you definitely build on the repertoire of information. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, what's up? That's that's all I really have for tonight, man. I'm going to go back and listen to the show. And, uh, yeah, go back and listen to this. It's a very long show. Yeah, I'll keep it short today. So, okay. Appreciate you listening in. Got anybody else for the that listens to the show? Give them the new number. I'll get these. I'll get these calls back up. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got. I'll spread that around. Yeah, I appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. Yep. 
Okay. All right. Well, good to hear from you, my brother. All right, man. All right, peace. All right, that's what's up, man. Um, All right, so with that being said, if there ain't nobody else with their hands up, we're going to get out of here, you know. Um, I'm trying not to eat up so much airtime with the show, man, especially because we're going to start doing other days during the week. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to account for people who do still listen to these shows. You know what I mean? So, um, but with that being said, man, we out of here. I appreciate y'all, man. Go back and listen to the archives. This show will be on uh, Blog Talk. It'll be on podcast. And it will appear in the SoundCloud as well. All right? All right, so with that said, man, I'll holler at y'all Thursday. Spread the word. Peace and God. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on no more.